99.9 of Radio Free America. This is Uncle Sam with music and the truth until dawn. Right now, I got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans. Another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. <laughs> Hey, and welcome everybody to our Daily Gun Show. We come to you live every weeknight at midnight uh, to chat about guns for an hour. Uh, we uh, have an open panel and got people joining from all over the country. We got Gary jumping in from Kansas. Thanks for joining. Thanks for the invite. You bet. Night Strikes jumping in uh, from the Carolinas. Yeah, South Carolina. Thanks for the invite. Technically still the Carolinas. It, got, it's the Carolinas, yes. We got Patriot jumping in from the Michigans. Hello. Thanks for the invite. The Lower Peninsula, I believe. And then we yes. got Gunstab jumping in from the peninsula of Oklahoma. Yes, sir. Thanks for the invite. I'm down here on the island of Tucson, and we've got links out to other people. We'll see if anybody else jumps in tonight. Otherwise, we're tackling Tattoo a Tuesday. We'll be talking about Texas today because we're all authorities on Texas, and we'll tell Texas how to fix it, how to get it right. And uh, that's the only topics I have tonight. So we've got a gun shop, otherwise we're kind of winging it. So uh, thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, if you're watching over on the YouTube side, uh, we appreciate it. And of course, we appreciate the people watching us on gunchannels.com, which is a community we built about five years ago. And it's all about that communication, conversation about guns. So, um, well, we anybody got any topics for two a Tuesday? Any of the warm up shows have anything good? I know Night Strike does one of the warm up shows on Tuesday. Nothing. You guys just sat there tuned up. <laughs> I, I I went through everything on hit or miss. I don't remember. Yeah, well, that's a long time ago. It I was, was. I was on Ghost Chat earlier. He does Tactical Tuesdays and. I jumped in late. I was doing stuff and realized the shows were starting. And uh, but he was talking about women in the military. I'm never a big fan of that. I don't have a problem with women in the military. I just cannot. I'm not a fan of women in combat roles. I don't think that's strategic at all. I don't know if you guys have an opinion on that, but that was a interesting topic. I guess it's because it's the hundredth year of women in the Marines. Yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. Today. Yesterday. Yeah. One of the two. Yeah, and I have no problem with females in the military. I just don't like them in combat or up front. All right, let's tell that. So we go to Texas. Got Troy out there. Um, he lives in Texas. All right. Well, this is dead air. So we're gonna. I live a, I live a state away from Texas, so I'm an expert on it. Right on. Oklahoma's it's like being superior you're right above them so that way you can kind of watch over them we appreciate you guys keeping them under control buffering the Midwest from them I'm yeah. protecting Gary from them I I worked in Longview <laughs> for a couple months kind of close to Shreveport That's Gary needs simple. all the protection he can get yeah I do All right, well, it's called that air, so 
we'll move into member of the day, I guess. So every day we try to feature one of the members over at Gun Channels. And uh, today it's a Mitt. You may remember Emmett. Mitt. I miss that guy. I miss talking to him. He was a riot. Very much. So does anybody else remember chats with Emmett or have to hang out with him at all? I am too new. I, I haven't either. I don't I don't think any of these guys were around when Emmett was in the chats. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm thinking about doing something like a timeline or something to help put some time frame on this because I won't be able to remember everybody's active participation like windows, but I'm sure together we can come up with it and get a pretty good idea of like what era some of these people were in. And of course, some of them will overlap. Uh, Gun channels, though, I, when I built it uh, with this other guy, we pretty much planned on doing something to kind of extend the community that we all kind of had over on YouTube. And as soon as I built it, I, I've never liked the community on YouTube. It's also kind of cancerous. So there's Everybody just wants to do like what everybody else just did. That's no fun. So I like uh, I like the idea of creating a different platform that gave you know other people people that take pictures, people that write, people that uh, do animated stuff, whatever, people that publish. You know, a place for everybody to come together and, and be creative together or whatever. But anyhow, whenever we built the place, um, you know, it's just a framework, a software, and it, you know, it could be I've talked about it before. It could be a used car site, it could be a real estate site, uh, it could be a place for ladies to share recipes or something. So when I started looking at the tools or the pieces that we had in this big set of blocks to play with, um, there was a part <clears> of <throat> international stuff, and I could care less about international. I didn't think anybody international would ever use the thing, so I ripped all that stuff out, and that's why when you log on, it says, like, what what ammo do you like, or what's your CCW knife and stuff. So, like, all the stuff that used to be countries and international crap turned into, like, what... EDC knife do you like and what what like gear do you carry? So um, I ripped out all this international stuff, not even thinking we'd ever use it. And then of course we got international members. So I guess that's a long way of saying Amit is our member from Israel. I don't know if we've had any others, but it was certainly interesting. He's been around for I don't know three years, something like that. He's been around for quite a while and different times. You know, like everything, people have more and less time. He was a reservist or whatever it's called in Israel. I don't know if it's mandatory or not, but I think he did a little bit more than just mandatory service. Like he, he was reservist, and before that, he was active. Right, but I think as even as a reservist, like he went in and did more. Like sometimes as a reservist, you can be like on the clock, let's say. So I think he did even more. But anyway, he had time, and I guess during different times of year, he had time to hang out, and he would hang out because of being on the other side of the Earth, the flat Earth, you know, way on the edge of the disk. He um, was in a different time zone. So when he would log on in his evening, it was like daytime here, right? So a lot of you night guy or daytime crew ended up chatting with him, and he brought all kinds of interesting perspective to the news of the day. Of course, they hear different news outside the country. And then, obviously, firearms. He had lots of experience with stuff that we never get to see. And then, you know, he was interested in the stuff that we're, we think of as commonplace, like, you know, 357 revolvers and stuff, right? They can only have one firearm in Israel. They can have a firearm, and they can change it once in a while, I guess, but they can have one at a time. And a box of ammo, if I remember right? Yeah, it's like it's a box of 50, I think. At one time, you're allowed to at have a box of ammo and a pistol. That <laughs> would suck. kind of crazy when there's Palestine pretty much wanting to kill you all the time right next door. 
think they've encouraged. But they, 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 he, he did say they do have some form of uh, concealed carry or carry there. So, Does that include rifles? Just one? Or was it just Big a pistol? Question. I don't know because he did talk about rifles once in a while, but I think that was concealed carry pistol. Or pistol in general, but then you could carry it. Yeah. And I think it could be like a Glock 18 with a shoulder stock. They don't have laws like we do. But they have that weird restriction, I guess, or a law that's weird. It'd be kind of tough to own a Glock 18 and only 50 rounds of ammo. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> I remember one chat we were we were having a discussion. He was like, he he, he was he had just uh, gotten the sign off from one of the from his commanding officer in the reserves, and so he was. We were looking at pistols, and we were looking at this Israeli site that they have where you can. You know, buy a gun from another Israeli for for specifically carrying, and <laughs> Flippy was in there, and Flippy was pointing out like the Walther P thirty eight, the Luger, the Mauser C ninety six, and we, we nobody wanted to say it, but it was funny. All right, well, every day we try to feature one of the members of the day, and today it was Amit, our Israeli member. Like I say, I don't know if it, it may or may not be. I don't go through and look at every member to see where they're from, but he's certainly the most active, and the, the one I can remember the most uh, is being from Israel. I'm not sure if he ever brought anybody else on. I don't think he did. Like, he never brought any friends on or anything. I think he might have had people there with him a couple of times and kind of chatted, and we were part of a conversation with a couple of guys from over there. But not, uh, not like they joined up or anything. So does Israel have like a gun culture like we do? Sort of, but way different, right? Because they do carry around guns constantly. So it's sort of like having a four-wheel drive culture. It's a lot more accepted or like tolerated or not even tolerated. It's just a part of culture over there. It's just that not everybody's into it. Like nobody it's can use it. Like, like four-wheel drive here, nobody really says, oh, you're an asshole for like in four-wheel drives. Like some motorcycle stuff, people can go, oh, you're a dick because you like motorcycles. They're loud or they're dangerous or, you know, whatever, bikers. But four-wheel drive, pretty much everybody, they might say, oh, you're wasting your money, but nobody's going to condemn you for it. I suspect it's like that over there. Like, you can be into guns because everybody's sort of aware of guns and trained. I think they make everybody go to the military, right? So everybody's had some experience with them. Nobody's really afraid of them. It's just that I don't think very many people, once you get out, continue to be interested in them. You have to be in you know, a gun nut or whatever. And it didn't sound like there's that many. But then I, I say that. But then uh, I've seen a couple of videos doing the research for the firearms inventors decks on some of those inventors. And it seems like there's quite a few gun nuts over there. Hmm. You know, just nerds like us that just chat about it all the damn time. There's like forums and stuff. That's cool. I didn't know how they were over there about it. I mean, I could see everyone wanting it, Benjir, you know, right next to Palestine. Yeah, and it's probably a lot different when it's like you kind of need to have an M16 right there because somebody might be trying to kill your kid or something. But it's got to be different. You know, you're not going to be as un interested in, like, fancy engraving on a 357, right? You just want to make sure your gun works and it's ready right there. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, Mitt mentioned that they, they have to deal a lot more with uh, not particularly insurgents, but uh, you know terrorism and uh, criminals than we do on a daily basis. I'm sure. 
Plus, I saw a documentary, and they have a big wall around Israel, but there was a shit ton of zombies on the outside of that wall, and they start to climb on each other, so it's dangerous. Was that, was that movie World War Z? I don't know. Some documentary. It's a documentary. Yeah. Oh, documentary. Okay. It was on Amazon. Documentary. It's a documentary, so it had to be true. Yeah. Hello, people. Oh, God, he's live. Huh? <laughs> oh, I'm muted. So that was our member of the day. Uh, we've got a bunch of them on our list here, but if you'd like to suggest someone, feel free. You can email us at dailygunshow at gmail.com, and uh, we can always add somebody into the shuffle. Um, like I said, we don't have a lot of other topics tonight. Uh, we could talk about Texas. Have any Texans jumped in? Looks like potatoes jumped in. Also from Michigan, because Michigan people like to come in pairs, just like mittens. They're attached. Roy's in there. And then we got a pancake. Of course, he had to have a special invitation. Like, you know, like everybody else can deal with ordering off the menu. Not this guy. He's got to have a nope. special email invitation. Join. Yep. I, I save all of the emails, and someday I'm going to print them out and have you uh, autograph them for me. So now, not only do I have to That's do it. Good idea. But now later on, I'm going to have to do extra paperwork about it. So, awesome. Well, you can make a stamp. That's fine. At, it, at my at cost to me. I'll cover it. They're like five bucks. No big deal. I feel like if I was going to sign something for you, I would sign it in like the drizzle that comes out of like a syrup. Like thing. icing or something? No, not like a syrup. Like pancake thing. Oh, sprinkles. <laughs> yeah, sprinkles. <clears throat> I blood. Texas, how are we going to solve Texas? For one thing, they're real uppity. They really have a pain. They really have high attitudes. Well, they're, they're, they're always saying about how they're the only state that can break away. Has any other, you've never met anyone from another state who didn't at some point in the conversation, usually in the first hour, tell you about how they could secede if they wanted to? Like if they could just secede in, like tomorrow if they want. I don't know, but they cannot drive down there. <laughs> no. There's that whole "don't mess with Texas" thing. That's pretty. That's pretty arrogant, huh? Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think somebody should mess with them. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, they're not the biggest state, anyway. So that would be Alaska. Right. They're the biggest one that hangs around down here by us. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, right. Right, right, right. Since we're not having any, since not going anywhere, because Texas is boring, probably we're going to jump over to this screen capture. So I think Stedley just said I should look at this round from Instagram and uh, calling it a folded bullet, I guess. But yeah, this is, uh, has anybody seen these before? This was a type of round that was developed. Basically, you put the cart, the projectile next to the propellant. So it goes into a chamber and burns and everything, creates pressure. But uh, to, to be more compact, you don't put it all in a big line. You put it next to each other. So it's sort of like two AA batteries next to each other. One of them's a projectile. The other one's the, the propellant. Anybody seen these before? No. Nope. But it looks like it's made out of plastic. I have in a book. 
Uh, it's probably more like a material that is on the outside. It's like they make the unit or the thing out of some sort of like disposable maybe polymer, but it's it might also just be like the propellant itself. Like it might be caseless. I don't really remember. That is a primer, so it's hard to say. It might have something that ejects. Is that for a pistol or more of a rifle? Oh, that's a good question. I'm trying to remember what those guns actually look like. <laughs> um, I've seen a lot of the bullets, but I don't know if I've seen the guns. Interesting, I'll have to find out. I just Same wonder how it feeds. They're actually called. Huh? How does it feed? Or does it sink? Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. Got to figure out what the name of those are. I did a, I've seen them before at, um, I guess they're called, no? But I haven't seen what the gun's supposed to look like, so looking now what the bullet's supposed to look like. Huh, is that, kind of, is that a strip of them? Uh-huh. Well, a whole bunch of them next to each other. Next to each other, yeah. They're calling it folded ammunition. Uh, this is a place called weaponsman.com. And uh, it says that uh, here's the designer, Andrew Grandy, some from somewhere in Philadelphia. Got a bunch of uh, patents. And, oh, that's a neat one. So there's a couple of them with multiple projectiles in them. So, yeah, let's see the gun. Is this something new or is it an older? From the 70s. Has it? Okay. Frankfurt Arsenal. I'm going to guess 60s, but it would be 70s. It is color pictures. This says 1970s. 1974 patent. But it looks like he's got a couple of different configurations of them. Yeah, these all have three projectiles in them. Um. Well, if it has three projectiles and it fired at once, wouldn't that be a machine gun? Mm, that's interesting. Probably. This was, I'm sure, for weapons, like military weapons development, so I'm sure they didn't think too much about that. How about, let's see the gun for it, yeah. There's, that's it, so let's see the folded bullet gun. Maybe they never designed that. And the gun folds, too. <laughs> I, I think I think what they did is they they did it, they made a five five six folded cartridge and they used it in a uh, modified M sixteen A one rifle. Think so? That would be a really big chamber. I don't know. Maybe it was just a theory, and there were no firearms for it. These are all from this weapons man guy. So all we're seeing is one type of uh, input from it. I guess I could say life card should pick up on that and make their make them a life card, you know, folded bullet gun. Yeah, they could have a higher capacity. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Well, I sure would like to know what the gun looked like. Who said that? I just said I sure would like to know what a gun looked like that would fire them, other than a single shot. I mean, I could understand that, but I guess it says to save space, weight, and allow for smaller weapons, platform, and overall length. Um, 
but let's let's see my cartridge glitch now. Would really it show. come up sideways? No. Where they're oh, next to each oh, other? Oh. Yeah, probably. Oh, it says yeah right here. So I don't know if Night Strike. Where did you did you read this somewhere? It said uh, it was an experiment around that was used in a modified M16A1, also a Bulgarian or Belmar. Yeah. I read in this. I read in the same book that uh, that I saw the round in. Okay, and it says it's a plastic casing. It was a total departure from conventional ammunition. So it was the 308 that probably was designed to jam up into a 5.56. Magwell, so I'm trying to make it All right, interesting. I can see something like that being, I mean, that would be pretty interesting to see in like a pump style gun, too. I mean, you could almost have a shotgun. So, huh? Have them oriented up and down so that the bullets are pointing down and then just stack like in a pump underneath the barrel so you could have like a 50 of them in there. Yeah, a I magazine mean, holding these things would look really interesting. Um, yeah, just like a square mag tube, just like a pump shotgun, just brings one back and and you know you have a, a lifter, just like a twelve gauge or something almost. I mean, just more precise maybe. Uh, C four is saying it comes out backwards towards the shooter while tester died during the trials. <laughs> That would definitely be a negative. Maybe a reason why we've never seen it before. All right. Well, all kinds of weird hearts and whatnot happening out in the chat out there. So Instagram also are always has interesting pics. Yeah, so it's all about. And Soldier Scud or Soul, Soul Scud uh, is a neat one. Uh, if you haven't checked out that channel before, he's got a lot of interesting stuff. It's a lot of toys sometimes, too. All right, so folded ammo. Uh, actually, I just did some ammo stuff uh, over on Gunstreamer, and that's where I saw a bunch of that folded stuff was at the Wooten Labs. Um, I think probably the largest private ammunition collection there is it, I think there is. I don't know. Maybe there's somebody with a larger, more uh, like, uh, or conclusive one or whatever that's called. But um, anyway, I saw a drawer of them. I never even thought about because there were so many other things going on that day what the gun might look like. But uh, I kind of maybe assumed a bolt action or something. I didn't even think about them being in a magazine. There was some big ones too. We had like 50 BMG looking ones. Just seems like not that great of a deal. So um, moving along, I want to say thanks. I got a uh, we had an order over at the Gear Website store earlier tonight. I want to say thanks to the person from El Paso that ordered. Uh, we did have some. We have a couple of the uh, Red Dawn coloring books, so you'll get one of those. And I made extra of the Red Dawn patches over the weekend for the people that ordered uh, during uh, Red Dawn Day, and uh, that was no. No fun. It was very hot in there, but uh, it was worth it. Again, thanks for the people that have been ordering at the store. That's what keeps us online. So, uh, again, you'll get some of the Red Dawn stuff, and there's still some stuff left. Uh, while supplies last, people that order will get cool Red Dawn stuff that's exclusive. I don't sell Red Dawn stuff. I don't want to get sued. So, what's you got there, Night Strike? Some sort of a diagram of how that thing works? Yeah, this is from the, the, the feasibility study. 
and this is a, an overview of that image you were showing. That was the one in five five six, and mm -hmm. this is this is how they assembled it. Okay. I figured that this would be interesting to go and because uh, I was going through the whole feasibility study as you were talking about. It. So I wanted to mention this before you went on and talked about the other what stuff. What so. like? I guess there'd just be a little extra chamber, some sort of a little nub underneath of the chamber that would support all that extra powder up front. And uh, I imagine it's some sort of thing about the production costs or the uh, ease of production or something. Maybe there's some angle that way to make this thing easier to deal with. Maybe I think what they were trying to do is they were trying to get out of having to use brass. Yeah, that's maybe lower cost and weight, right? I don't know. I could have just used steel cased. Either way, I just figured that this this image was really interesting because it showed you how it was how it's loaded. Something about that last picture reminds me of like a pirate cut in half or something. <laughs> Or maybe a badly mangled G.I. Joe. Yeah, like somebody with a G.I. Joe and a pencil sharpener didn't have a good outcome. <laughs> All right, well, um, anything else? We're about halfway through the show, and we've got a lot of dead air. I don't like dead air. Dead air is the worst thing you could have for a podcast, like podcast cancer. So got a show up on iTunes. They have like eight comments on itunes or like whatever i guess they're called comments so uh, we encourage people who are, are interested in the show think it's worth doing um you don't have to support us financially but if you want to keep you know see us keep doing stuff one way to do that is to acknowledge that we exist and one of the ways to do that is listen to us and we ask you to install effing itunes go over there write a freaking comment you know that we have hundreds of people that listen to the show not necessarily on itunes because we're not really Pay that much attention to iTunes because we're little little uh, egg in a big basket over there. But uh, you can help us to get recommended to more people on iTunes, and we won't have to bug you people who don't listen to iTunes because we'll have our own following over there. But that's what we're trying to do is get people on iTunes to hear about the show and to give it a listen, and if they like it, then they'll help share the show over there. But we need to get that ball rolling, so I uh, appreciate it. Anybody that's interested in, again, helping the show out to take an afternoon or however long it's going to take you, Install the stupid iTunes app, which is the way you have to do it in order to leave a comment. I think you probably need an email or something. It's honestly been many years since I installed iTunes for the first time. Do whatever you have to do to get the iTunes thing going. Leave us a comment over there. Uh, you know, Click like or heart or star or whatever it is over there to, to indicate that you're happy with the show if you are. And then we would encourage you to scroll down. I think it's at the bottom of iTunes. They give you some recommendations for other shows. We know that... Uh, Rick is over on iTunes, that Clover and Ghost are over on iTunes. Um, who am I missing? Is Travis do his show on iTunes? You guys doing uh, Hit or Miss on iTunes? No, I haven't, I haven't done all that yet. I still got to set up that software that you, you mentioned earlier to host your own stuff. You're going to help me with that. Sort of a pain in the butt, but that's part of the thing about community, part of helping each other out is that, you know, instead of doing this alone and being our individual podcast over there we have others so that's what we're recommending is you install the itunes find the people that you're familiar with people that you've listened to their shows maybe you listen to them on youtube and you saw that they're over on itunes same thing that we're asking you to do for us we ask you to do for them give them a like 
or a heart or a star or whatever it is, and then uh, leave them a comment. Those comments are what the algorithm over on iTunes is interested in. They need to see that there's participation, and because it's like a massive pain in the ass to leave a comment on iTunes, that's the indication that somebody really likes the show. So, again, we appreciate the people that might actually do that. Only eight people have done it. We have 600 episodes, so I don't know if it's even possible without Smeggy to do the math on that, but a very small percentage of people actually take the time to do that. So uh, we're going to plea for the people to do that once in a while, or plead for people to do that once in a while. I believe there's a link to iTunes in the description of this video because I have scheduled times in the show to bug people about this. So it's important to us. We're about to be on iHeartRadio. We've applied for that. I'm going to be doing the 20-minute show, and uh, you know, if we get people over here to listen, um, we can quit bugging people about this. So that stuff kind of catches on its on its own. I hear you. That Stitcher's a better place to listen to podcasts, and that's why we're asking you as a favor to go install the iTunes. Once you're all done, clicking on whatever we're asking you to do on iTunes, uninstall it. I'm not asking you to run iTunes. It's a obnoxious software that. Know, invades your machine and asks for updates and wants to constantly be on. It's not good software. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't recommend it. And unfortunately, they're they're proprietary. So the only way you can leave a comment is to install their invasive software. All right. So without further ado, we can move on to something else. But I'll uh, have you know, I just left a review on iTunes. Awesome. I found I found a picture of the guns for folded ammunition. If you want to, oh, bad pictures, but uh, these are what they look like. Well, that's, that's a better picture than what we saw. Yeah, and it tells us that it's not like a monstrosity or a monstrosity. It looks pretty much like the regular guns that modified one on top. The LAR looks sort of like a foul with a 9mm mag in it or something. Well, it extended it. Because of the shape of the bullets, you can see the. Uh, they'd have to make it extended like that. Right, and you can't see with the AR one that I imagine it probably has some sort of a modified well too, right? So probably something that probably looked like a Uzi mag or something. Probably. But this is the only pictures that are in the study. I wish they were colored, but they're... I don't see them. What? You don't I see what? Don't... I just don't see the benefit in where they saved a lot of, you know, length in it. Just looking at it in those pictures, they don't look any shorter. Well, they didn't in this, but I think if it worked, they would have designed it a little bit shorter. It might have got rid of the stupid receiver extension. That stupid thing that sticks out the back of the AR, which you know necessitates it being the 26-inch rifle all the time. Yeah. So if they could get a shorter stroke in there and modify that, that could have done a lot for a compact yeah, little. That's a good point too. But either way, I'm glad I continued to look through this as we were going on, as as you went on, Jim, because now we actually have something to show people of what it actually looked at at one point. So, well, at least we know that they at least had a prototype of the gun. They did. But granted, they modified them. They, they 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 didn't make them from the ground up. They just modified existing guns. To... I guess if it would have worked, they probably would have made one from the ground up, like you said. Right. 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 Again, it's cool that uh, that you could that you're able to access information like this from you know past projects, and uh, you know that the information is still out there. All right. Well, moving along, one of the reasons we call it the Daily Gun Shows we do this show every weeknight so that we can feature a gun shop every single day, 
and uh, one of my hobbies over my, I think my life has been going to gun shops. I used to get dragged along the gun shops when I was a little kid, and at some point I wasn't being dragged. I was asking to go. I just always like gun shops, exploring the the, the, the shops that just have stuff from floor to ceiling. has always been interesting. And uh, as I travel, I uh, check out gun shops whenever I can as well. It's interesting to see how things are different around the country and just different ways that people have set up their shops, especially shops that have been around a long time. Anyhow, so back in 2012, uh, SMC and I got in the cop car and took the dog and we drove around um, from Tucson. He drove, he got down to Tucson in a train. We drove out to uh, Washington, D.C. And our goal was to check out as many firearms manufacturers as possible. Back then, I was all about checking out factories and and getting in and seeing how things were made. And then uh, we were hooking up with YouTubers. So our other second goal was to meet up with YouTubers and try to create some community. And both efforts were successful and failures at different levels. But along the way, we did get to check out quite a few gun shops. And one of them was this thing called Atlantic Guns in Maryland. So uh, Maryland has pretty crazy gun laws. But it's a pretty interesting gun shop. I don't have the pictures posted online right now. Over the years, things have gone up and down as far as websites and stuff, so I don't have any pictures posted right now. The video might exist from back then, but all the stuff on YouTube is shut down. So um, I've got their website open here. Uh, it's just kind of a generic website. looks like they probably run it themselves, actually. I don't think that's a cart coming from anywhere else, but... Uh, a lot of um, standard stuff, your run-of-the-mill name brand uh, modern or like the current model uh, handguns and rifles. Uh, only the stuff that's legal in Maryland, of course. But uh, the shop is actually quite a bit different than this website. My, this website, I would almost think it's like a big big box store or something, you know, kind of um, big and, and barren or something, but it's not. It's a little shop. I think there's two of them. And uh, if I'm remembering the right store, it's uh, kind of these, one of these stores that's floor to ceiling. It says that it was established in 1950 by the founder, a graduate a gunsmith and a World War II Army firearms instructor. He, uh, this custom gunsmith thing gave, gave them widespread acclaim and people counted on Atlantic guns for personal friendly service. So uh, it's family business and that's what I guess what I was fond of is that it's like uh, you know, it's the kind of story you can tell has been there since 1950. There's all kinds of neat stuff, you know, if you scrounge around. Uh, they do have quite a bit of selection, so hundreds and hundreds of guns. The shops in Maryland are a little interesting, a lot of pawn shops, but we didn't go to every shop or anything. But of the shops we went to, this is probably one of the most interesting. And uh, they're real friendly. This was in 2012, so it wasn't quite, people weren't quite familiar with having a video camera or a camera shoved in their face with somebody talking about the internet. Uh, so they were pretty accommodating, letting us take some pictures and stuff and just chatting with us a little bit about what it's like to run a gun shop in, in uh, Maryland. By chance, anybody's been to this place? No, I haven't I have. been to Maryland. I don't think I've been that far. Yeah, be no. coincidence, but... Um, Anyway, that's sort of the point of the show, though, is to talk about different shops. Uh, ideally, once we get everything set up again, you know, we'll have pictures over at uh, gunshopguide.com or gunshopreview.com, same place. That'll uh, archive all the different shops that we've visited over the years. And if you'd like to feature a shop or have us feature a shop that you think is cool, uh, send it to us in an email, dailygunshow at gmail.com. Better yet, uh, post pictures over on Instagram, uh, post them on YouTube or gun channels. 
and let us know and we'll uh, uh, screen share and post your pictures over here as uh, a featured gun shop of the day. Awesome. Sounds good. Um, Gunpowder saying she's sorry uh, that she unsubbed potatoes. I think that's a YouTube thing. I don't know what their deal is, but I'll go to channels that I know I didn't unsub, and it'll make, you know, it'll say, hey, you want to sub this channel? So I know they go ahead and do, for some reason, they go and unsub people or unsub accounts from each other. Maybe to yeah, make I, sure they want to be subbed. I really have no idea. I just got an email the other day saying, gee, just subscribed to me. I'm like, I thought he was already subscribed. Yeah, yeah but to be on. Zooming around, and I, it's worth looking because you know sometimes I don't pay attention, you know, unless you notice the things, you know, like what, uh, this is the wrong color, or whatever. But yeah, sometimes it's worth uh, taking a quick look on some of the channels that you follow just to make sure you still sub to them. Yeah, but to be honest, a lot of people probably unsub potatoes. That's true because of the stuff he says or his beliefs, yeah. maybe behaves. Right, because they're allergic to potatoes. Oh, cutting back on carbs. I didn't think about that. Got to watch must, out for the guys from Michigan. He must have fell asleep. Him and Gary must be asleep tonight. I'm not asleep. <laughs> Thank you very much. But I think potatoes is. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, we can talk about him all we want. Yeah. All that lead weighing him down. Or maybe he's setting up an after show. Could be. So today is 14th of August. I'm going to go jump over to the gun history thing. I'm going to drop the link on the internal here, uh, and then I'll drop it on the gun channel side. People on YouTube can go find their own links, but uh, this is a really cool site. I forget who gave me this link anymore. Was it? I think it was Dead Horse. No, it, it was Dead Horse, you said. Oh, it was Dead Horse. For the um, calendar? Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is a cool link that's got, it's 2005, but just click on whatever date and it'll take you to just more information you can imagine about the date. Uh, so let's see, the first one in today's is something about Florida. Um, Spanish explorer entered Pensacola Bay. Now I will silently read. Silently? What is this all about? 1765, Massachusetts colonists challenged British rule by an elm. And then it says Liberty Tree. Is that some story I'm not familiar with about the Liberty Tree? Oh, wait. I don't even know that. I story. don't know. Hmm. Today, 1848, the Oregon Territory was established. 1861, martial law declared in St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. Oh, the Boxer Rebellion, 1900. Yeah. What? Side chat, I posted a thing about the Liberty Tree. Why don't you just say what it is? Make us have to do all the work. Huh. 1646 to 1775. What? I guess that's how long the tree lived. Was a famous elm tree that stood in Boston near the Boston Common in the years before the American Revolution. In 1765, colonists in Boston staged the first act of defiance against the British rule at the tree. The tree became a rallying point 
the growing resistance to the rule of Britain over American colonies and the ground surrounding it became known as Liberty Hall. The Liberty Tree was felled by loyalist Nathaniel, some asshole, in 1775. So what does loyalist mean? American it means like son, England. Some Brit. So some son of a bitch chopped it down in 1775 just to be a dick, I guess. Yeah, loyalist was somebody from the colonies that still liked the king. Maybe yep. he just needed firewood. <laughs> there were other trees. Look, they're in the background. You can see them. You could have chopped one of those down. No, he had to chop that. What a jerk. Yeah. Not firearm related, but in 1935, Franklin D. Roosevelt signs the Social Security Act into law. Nineteen forty, Sir Henry Tizard heads a British scientific mission to the United States, carrying with him details of all of Britain's most advanced thinking, several vital fields, ideas on jet engines, explosive gun turrets, and above all, a little device called the cavity magnetron which is vital for the development of more advanced types of radar, uh, including proximity fuses later used in types working on centromitic wavelengths, which will be vital in the U-boat more. I don't know why they're talking about that. I guess England came over here to develop all their stuff because we're smarter than them in 1940. Because we weren't getting attacked. Oh, I'm going to read it. <laughs> I agree. His, next, his nickname was also Gizzard. Tizzard the Gizzard, they called him. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Really? Just saying, I know stuff, you know. 1945, the American War Production Board removes all restriction on the production of automobiles. So I guess there was a, a restriction on automobiles. During the yeah. war, yeah. Yeah, they weren't making them. 1964 is interesting. 19 what? 64? Yeah. Okay. Would you like to elaborate? Uh, uh, it's just, it's, it's pertaining to Vietnam War. Yeah, Hanoi started getting more and more paranoid, I guess. Yeah. Oh, no, I see. Hanoi is reported to be holding air radio. So this was um, in response to the Gulf of Tonkin, which was not that long ago. And uh, that started the war. So I guess this was their response or start with their activity, which instigated the start of the war, I guess. Yeah. In, in, in 1945, Japan accepted the Allied terms of surrender. That's on the 15th, I think. It says it was a 15th their time, or their Japan oh, okay. time, but our time it was a 14th, according to this. Okay. They don't sign it until September 2nd, I think. So, ninety-four, the Hubble Space Telescope photographed Uranus, the rings of Uranus. Who's in it? Yours. Yours. Oh, oh, snap! <laughs> uh, let's see. In two thousand and one, Helios, a remote-controlled solar-powered NASA plane, reached a record ninety-six thousand feet. Never heard of that. 
All right, and then one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four medals of honor awarded today. So that's a bunch of history, and I don't think I have anything in my history for today. So uh, if anybody knows of anything else interesting that happened on this date, or any date for that matter, uh, feel free to, again, email us. It's part of the reason we do the show on a daily basis. So hopefully it becomes uh, some just you know useful tidbits, some interesting gun discussion uh, that isn't necessarily led by whatever the agenda-based media is instructing everyone to talk about this week. So uh, appreciate everybody who joined us. Um, we usually end it with a quote. I don't know if anybody's got a quote. Psycho campaign here tonight. Give me just a second. I'll find something. Right on. So again, I appreciate everybody who purchases stuff over at the Gear website store. That's the kind of stuff that keeps us online. Uh, Nightstrike has uh, GunTube, which is his own video hosting platform. He's doing it without the aid of any kind of corporate sponsorship or large inheritance or anything. So uh, if you're interested in supporting an effort like that, which is actually, I think, forward-looking compared to some of the other platforms out there, uh, you can uh, support him both financially and pay attention to what's happening over on uh, Patreon. Uh, some of the other guys have Patreons as well. So if you're interested in uh, encouraging them, I know they're not all trying to become rich off of this, but it is certainly uh, it's nice when you can buy a box of ammo or um, even just get your Patreons that you're supporting covered by people who are supporting your stuff. So check out people on Patreon. Uh, most everybody on this chat is, except for Taters. And I don't know about Patriot, but I think everybody else what? is on Guns uh, Streamer. You're not on Gun Streamer yet, are you? Uh, no. You I, I have an account. I haven't posted anything because you got to go from the desktop. But I do have the app and I have a account over there. Interesting. So, um, I think we did talk to Austin about accessibility, right? And yes, yes, I've I've emailed him, and uh, we went back and forth once or twice. You can do it from your phone. You just have to go through your phone to their desk to the desktop. You know, that is a possibility. Yeah, that sounds yeah, right. That's, that's how I that's how I've done it. But you can, yeah, but you can't go through the app yet. I'm not famous enough to do that yet, so. <laughs> All right, well, I've got bad news for everybody. What? This is what happens. This is the Bacon Pancake song. Oh, no. Yep. All right. All right. So. <laughs> midnight, I'll have to sing it. Yeah, we're going to have to have Midnight. Somebody open <laughs> start singing it. You ready? What a bunch of jerks. That means somebody in some office somewhere is so petty. Such a bunch of jerks that they're like, look at that. One of our songs is mentioned on YouTube. Let's, let's do something about that. Uh, it's working for me. Oh, really? It says this video contains content that was blocked in your country on copyright grounds. What country are you in? He's in Canada. Ah, uh, this one, apparently. Nice. One where they're not uh, anti bacon pancakes. Yeah, so maybe it's just my country. Hmm. Maybe it's county, and I don't know how to read good. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't read so well. Somebody uh, download it and post it on Gun Channel or something. Or on, <laughs> better yet, on Gun, on gun uh, dude. So that I don't get a copyright strike on Gun Channel. So. 
nitric has to do with all that legal stuff. <laughs> if I get a cease and desist, it's going down. <laughs> so is anybody doing a show after this? We know the girl has abandoned the Second Amendment in our show and probably the community. Uh, Smeggy's gone. He doesn't do caves anymore. Uh, is Night Strike out there? Or, I mean, is Dead Horse out there? Uh, I'm not sure. What about you? Yeah, yeah, I've got a show lined up after this. Oh, right on. So after this, and you keep this conversation going over on the gun channels, uh, be part of uh, an open conversation or the text chat. And uh, let's see, tomorrow, early watch. We talked about that. Were we talking about that live or off air? That was off air. Okay, so in the mornings, uh, I may or may not experience the early watch. Uh, then in the uh, early mornings slash afternoon, depending on where you are in the country, Mr. Knives runs a open lobby type of room where anybody can jump in. And starting in the afternoons or evenings, depending on where you are, the live shows will start up. Tomorrow is Wednesday, I believe. So that'll start off with Ghost. Rick, Rick's life as I, I see it, oh, the yeah. shooting with disabilities, 7 o'clock. Rick, Rick, Clover, Mac. Yeah, and then Clover. I don't know why I'm thinking Ghost is today. So Clover is Wednesday. He's doing his youth thing. I think he's got the Archer on tomorrow. Then um, Never Enough Ammo will do his politics chat. Of course, we're back here tomorrow at the same time. And I think that's it. So now if anybody wants to read that quote off. Can end. Quick question first: Is the is the early watch kind of hit or miss? It's it is kind of hit or miss lately, <laughs> just because of the host. <laughs> Look at this! I can't get any of my stuff to work over there. I'm still connected to the internet, right? I get blackmail from YouTube or something. They give me a strike. It's a conspiracy. Uh, my website works. But look, I can't get nothing over here. I typed in the Bank of Pancakes link and I'm just screwed. I think it thinks you're in Russia now. Been NSA. You won't even give me like recommendations. All my recommendations are blocked out. Is it because we play the There's the little doggy making bacon pancakes all over the place. <laughs> Ugh, horrible version of it. All right, well, we'll have to pick something else tonight, I guess. So, was somebody going to read that quote? Go for it, gun snob. This is from the Dalai Lama. But if someone has a gun and is trying to kill you, it would be reasonable to shoot back with your own gun. Encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thanks for watching gunwebsites.com.